Okay, Golly Tape. Yeah. Listen very carefully, right? So yeah. you know, like we were on a break, we came back. I wanted to mention this last week, mm-hmm. but so during the break, um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna list three things um, that I did supposedly, and one of them is a lie. So you have to choose the lie, but um, you don't have to answer now. Okay, so during our break, one A. I bumped into Adele, the singer Adele, with a few friends, and I happened to have you know, some drinks with them, right? Mm-hmm. B, um, in August, I did a hundred kilometers uh, running slash walking challenge, and okay. I completed it. Yeah. Or C, I subscribed to an OnlyFans account. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't need to wait till the end of the podcast to answer that one. Okay, no, 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 don't answer. Okay, I'll talk to what's you. Which one do you think? <laughs> you just, my instructions were clear to wait till the end. No. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Wait till the end. <laughs> okay, I'll wait. I'll wait till the end. I'll spend this time thinking about it. Okay, guys, if you're listening as well, yeah. Think about it. Which one? A, B, C. Which one sounds like it's a lie? Um, but anyway, welcome to Gellis Guys Podcast with me, Natasha. And I sometimes go by Nat. We've got a very special guest with us today. Golly, do you want to introduce our guest? Ah, so, guys, this is Tope. Tope, I don't know how to say your surname. Mutila. Mutila. So Tope is a pod, well, you always say he's a, he's a man, he's a guy with a podcast. He's not a podcaster, he's the way he's described himself. Um, I've been listening to his content for some time now, like um, very interesting, engaging conversation. And I've been like, an opportunity to have him on is on with us. It's just like, um, you know, I feel like thank you for, for indulging us um and spending time with us just to kind of talk about what we're going to talk about today but do you want to maybe just give people a bit of background about you why did you start the pod and just to kind of like where are you based as well thank you thank you very much thank you for having me on um i'm a big fan of your podcast i'm a big fan of your conversations and hearing nat read all sorts of weird and wonderful things off her phone that uh that have that have come to her um as you said my name is Dwape. i have a podcast called Dwape's podcast and um the the name of the podcast is is kind of descriptive as to how i came to having the podcast the reason why it's called Dwape's podcast and not anything else is because the, the whole premise of the podcast was i was having conversations with myself about things that I was observing in my community. I'm based in Malawi. I live in, I live in Blantyre, Malawi. I was born and raised here. Um, and, and I was making observations about things that were going on in my community and in my society that I felt people weren't talking about or weren't talking about enough. Um, and a lot of it had been inspired from by my time working as a financial advisor. So I worked as a professional, a personal, professional personal financial advisor. Okay. for three years and what came out of that work was that i started noticing all of these like dynamics and phenomenon so things like it and and a lot of it was 
born mostly out of per people's personal finances. So why aren't people saving? Why aren't people investing? Why aren't people protecting themselves? Why are people living beyond their means? Why are people being dictated by social media to present a lifestyle that isn't real? So there were all these things, all these things that I was noticing, but nobody was talking about them, or at least people weren't talking about them enough. Um, so the podcast is the experiences of a young black Malawian man from my perspective uh, being a father, being a businessman, and hoping that by presenting my perspective of my experiences and these things that are going on in our society, maybe I can be part of stimulating a wider conversation. Um, yeah. So that 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 that's really what it is. But yeah. um, you know, apart yeah, no, from I, having, think, I think it's because of that. You know, the whole kind of stimulating conversation on a wider level. Because you know, even though you are in Malawi, we are obviously from Zimbabwe. We find that there's quite a lot of things that kind of you know intersectionality with with politics and social political social political things as well. So that are very similar, even as us in the diaspora, there's things that we can maybe, um, you know, like, oh, this is something that happens back home. This is something that happens in Malawi and this maybe something that happens to us as well. So yeah, so thank you for having us on. Um, go for it, Nat. So we are yeah. having, a, a, we're having an interesting conversation today. Yeah. Also, I need to also ask you a few questions at the end of the pod, just to, you know. Oh, okay. You need to be careful of Goli's questions because she's quite. Um, oh, can I ask? Can you say Goli? Can you pronounce Goli? No, I absolutely cannot. <laughs> and the reason that the reason I say no. is I realized because we were saying Twape because I was like, that's the devil, and like we're putting like an A in your name, like, but then it's Twape, right? Yes, Twape. Yes. Twape. Yes. Okay. Okay. Listen, but. But but no, I um I lived in Port Elizabeth for four years and they spoke Kosa. Yes. And four years after that, you're not getting any of those clicks out of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> not gonna happen. So that's fair. we're that's gonna fair. have to work. We're gonna have to work on a nickname or something. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, that's fine. Okay. So um, Kosa. So last week we had an episode where we went through our dilemmas, but we didn't get a chance to read out one, which we thought was really interesting and we're going to read out this week. So it's about inheritance. So that's why we really wanted to have Twapi on. So I think we'll probably have a, a conversation um, giving our reflections to the dilemma. And then we just want to have a wider conversation just about you know, culturally, like inheritance, our perspectives of inheritance, and and then uh, drawn trappers, um, financial advisor experience on you know some of the practicalities um, in that space. So I'll read out the dilemma. Okay, so this person said, "Hi guys, um, sending this as I'd like your take." My dad uh, passed away in May 2020 our condolences. Um, he was in South Africa. I am in Germany. Unfortunately, I couldn't go home due to lockdown at the time and the uncertainty of it all. Long story short, I'm the eldest, but the only one for my dad and mom's union. <clears throat> my dad remarried and I have younger siblings, all are under the age of 17. It appears my dad didn't live a will 
but he did take out different life insurance covers um, for his children. <clears throat> his children are his beneficiaries. So he took out three separate life insurance policies. It's understandable as he was probably concerned should anything happen to him. Um, but I'm also pretty sure my stepmother made sure he did that. And then she put in brackets, she's a very organized person who would make sure her kids are covered. As they were married, I understand everything goes to her, so the estate. Um, my stepmom and I, uh, plus my siblings, have a good relationship, but I'm feeling a deep sense of loss, plus being forgotten. I have nothing from my father. I'm much older, and I know Utata loved me. I loved him too. Talk about black tax. Yep, I did my part and over. It just hurts me that I was forgotten. She put that, she put that in quotes. Years ago, my dad had said in passing that a set of paintings and his music collection were mine should anything happen. I don't know if it's appropriate for me to mention this to my stepmom. I just want something I can also say I got from Udada. My mother says I should ask, what do you guys think? Thanks for reading this. Wow. wow. I mean, I think um, if I just, to, just to start, I think the first thing is con like Nat said, deepest condolences to you on the loss of your dad. And, you know, there's a lot there, you know, there's a lot there. And just to kind of get into the whole in, in inheritance thing, it's always, it's always tricky, isn't it? In that, there's a lot that depends on the relationships. So it seems to me like um, you have you have like a good relationship. You said with your with your stepmom. I think that's the first start. You know, maybe asking, bringing it up, being open about it, and saying that I had this conversation with my dad with dad before he passed away. Um, I don't know. Personally, I feel like we need to be honest about how we are feeling. There is obviously a lot of cultural aspects in that sometimes you can't be as open as you as you want to be to kind of really express how you are feeling and the whole forgotten because it's how is it going to be received and you know are you yes so I I don't know I feel I feel for you in that I do I do get the forgottenness in that if they have if there's three life insurance policies and you're not one of them there's even just getting those simple music and uh paintings painting sets and you're not even getting that like it's hard like but this is this is i don't know it's hard like i don't know i don't know what do you what do you think Jordan? i think that one thing that i i know is that the time when people tend to show their true colors for better or for worse mm. is when a baby is born at weddings and at funerals. Um, yeah. In one way, shape or another, you, you, you start to see how, how, how people really feel. I think that it's a very, very difficult situation compounded by the fact that the person wasn't physically able to even be there, which adds, you know, it adds another human layer to it before you start speaking about the, you know the, the the practical things about life insurance policies the one's ability to to grieve 
you know, is also is also linked to to to, to that. I think I think it's difficult. I think it's difficult. I think that so much of much of how this could play out or 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 has played out is essentially to do is essentially linked to the goodwill of her her father's wife yeah the stepmom yeah um and 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 that will likely dictate how a lot of this is going to be dealt with long before you start talking about you know wills and 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 yeah yeah so it, it's it's difficult it's a it's a difficult situation it, it goes to the whole <clears throat> blended families sort of thing right mm. because it's like i don't like you said the stepmom is key because she has to speak to the stepmom in this instance mm. um I think another thing that I kind of picked up on is the fact that she said, um, she alluded to the fact that she used to contribute. So send money home. Black tax thing, yeah. Exactly. So, and she didn't say how old she is, but she seemed to suggest that like, the let's just say late 20s, maybe 30s, whatever. So she's much older. But it's that whole thing that probably, you know, they look at her and like, as like, oh, she's an adult. She's all sorted. Yeah. What else would she want? Okay, question. Um, you don't have to answer this. Like, how do you guys feel about, would you want to, uh, or have you or whatever, would you want to, to get inheritance, like from someone, a guardian? <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I hope, okay, well, sorry, hold on. Before, I, and can I get a, an understanding from your perspective? What exactly is black tax? Because I've heard the phrase used in different, I was, my understanding of black tax is, 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 a, it's, is that it's a phrase that is used to describe in most black families, the kinds of things that you will find yourself spending money on whether be it for extended family or for 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 people that you know enter your household, you know how our African families be, and it's this money that you, or money or resources that get put towards, but but almost as if you, you don't get asked to you don't you you kind of don't have a choice but to it it is that is that correct or yeah. what is black tax? Yeah, my understanding. I think you're absolutely right. So my understanding is black tax is just the additional responsibilities that you have, um, particularly as a black person to your family or to your extended family, that in comparison, perhaps your peers who are not black may not have. Um, so, you know, the emergency hospital bill that may come up, um, right. having to pay for school fees for nieces and nephews. Um, yeah, I mean, there's the black tax and then there's the Ubuntu. I don't know. Right. In Malawi, do you guys say Ubuntu? But I guess you understand the concept, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ubuntu. It's the same. The, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the same, same, same thing. It's. I. I think it, it. It kind of derives from the whole. It takes a village, you know. So we are brought up in that you're not brought up by one person, right? So it takes that whole village to kind of help to make you into the person you are, and whether someone is contributing to your life just by speaking to you by you know, whether they're paying your fees, whether they're 
giving you food, whether you go to somebody's house on in like school holidays and stuff. It's about when you are now older, it takes these people who have made you who you are. And that's your extended family, your immediate family, your extended family. Um, and then it almost feels like um, you're obligated to kind of give them something because you know what, they have made you the person who you are. And if we think about like myself in the diaspora, there's people who have like, you know, contributed to getting you here. Someone sold the goats, somebody said a prayer. So the, the difference is it's, it's different what people give, but then now you're here, it's just like, okay, so there's all these people um, all this extended family and people will maybe feel like, oh, we can ask for something because you know, Yes, you don't. You might not know it, but I say the little prayer for you when you're leaving Zimbabwe and stuff. So, I think that's what black tax is. And as Nat said, it's just about how we recognize it now because we are in that stage where you're not developing at the same level as your peers. Because you know, you look around and your friends are going on holidays, and yet your the bulk of your money is maybe being sent home. So yeah. But um, I think where just to kind of this where this girl is concerned as well, like. The aspect around communication, around, um, you know, I, I think that's a big thing that we are not very big when it comes to dealing with death. And I'm quite surprised, or not surprised, but that she even had that conversation with her dad before he, he died saying, um, or, oh, you know, if, I, if anything happens to me, I want you to, to have this. Cause I don't, I don't, I feel like our parents or, we never used to have such conversations like you know when i go i want you to have this i don't did you did you do no. you have conversations like uh, so i uh, so, so i think let's moving away from the from the dilemma right so i mm -hmm. think um she because she said in passing so it was just like a a, right. a a comment right so my my mother passed away um but she she was young when she passed away so i don't think she even anticipated that she would pass away at such a young age um but i do remember one instance where she sort of like showed me like some documentation like some policies where she was like, oh, if anything, th this is where these things are. Yeah. But that was, again, also in passing. It wasn't like a sit-down really? uh, conversation. But did, you not, huh? did you not ask, like, why are you telling me this? No, I think... Why? Like, what is this? No I, I, no, I knew what it was, like, because she, she showed me what it was, right? right. Um, like some policy document, like a... A, a policy thing right um but she was just like oh yeah this is where this is sort of thing um but it was way before she passed but that was like the but i remember even at the time i was like no oh, like let's it's not talk scary, about it. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah you're talking about mortality i think i think i think there's several i think there's several dynamics that are converging here and 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 one of them and one which i feel very very strongly about which anybody who's listened to my podcast has probably heard me uh articulate at one point or another and something that i feel very strongly about is that the relationship and and i'm and i always refer to my own experiences and i don't know if this is the same for other africans or even other malawians but i feel as if the relationship that we have with money mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of africans could be a lot better 
but also the relationship that we have with speaking about money. Because I don't know about what you guys' experience was, but to all intents and purposes, growing up, you don't talk about money. You, you don't, well, okay, you ask for something and your parents will tell you money doesn't grow on trees or there's, yeah. or there's yeah. food at home or, 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 or the way that you are spoken to about money is almost from a... Um, from a from a perspective of 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 you you should not you should fear money but you should the 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 way that you perceive the hard work that's going into making them all you're told is that we're working really hard and there's so many people sacrificing for you to have what you have but i how many people actually how many people actually know what it is that their parents do when they're children like yeah. your like even if your dad is a doctor like you know that your father is a doctor but what does he do when he goes so 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 i say that to say i don't think that as and and this is something that i feel is incumbent on us to improve as younger africans is that the with our children with our spouses with our siblings the way that we speak about money needs to improve and because i have a very similar uh experience with with the one that Nat has, and my father is alive, where he said to me, oh, you see this briefcase, you know how every black father has that briefcase where he keeps, <laughs> where, the, where the passports live, or, or, that, or that, that, he said, oh, you know, this is where the will is. Now, I've, I've never seen it, okay, I've never seen it. I don't know what the contents are, I don't know, but I know that it's in the briefcase. But the problem with, with that is that there's, there's it's, it's either, and and also I've, I've i grew up in the kind of household where my father will say to me immediately that nothing in this house is yours boy this is mine this is, this is my house like so 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 there so so when nat even asks if i want an inherit if i ex, if i would like an inheritance i understand why african parents present these things to their children the way that they do and the need to you know, instill work ethic and instill discipline and to not create entitlement. I understand all of those dynamics, but I have white friends, Indian friends, mixed race friends, where conversations about where the money is coming from, how the money is being made, what is expected of them in the context of the money starts when they're kids. I mean, when they're literally when they're kids, there's a, there's a better appreciation of 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 well and this isn't only in wealthy families it, it it's even it, it across the board there's com just the conversations about money i don't know and i'd love to hear what you guys's experience has been as zimbabweans and then by extended zimbabweans in the diaspora but malawian families just don't talk about money which 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 malawian father is going to sit down and tell their child about money i mean you that 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 gap the, the the communication doesn't even happen that yeah. way it, it 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 it's just not gonna happen so you know to to the dilemma and even to 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 what you were talking about i think that you know even the, the you know the girl that wrote the email and everything that she's describing it it's so difficult because i mean with all due respect and and not to sound insensitive it was the conversations weren't happening when the person were alive how yeah. hard is it now to have to yeah. unpack that now that the person is gone, you know? 
it's just difficult because I think like um, it's difficult to face your own mortality. Um, and you're right, I, I, I personally don't think that there was a conversation in regards to finances. Certainly growing up, you know, the conversation was the same. You, you asked for money, you didn't get the money because money, you know, you get comments like, oh, you think I, I get paid by the sack or something like that. Or, you know, something along those lines, money doesn't grow in trees. And then you come, I came over to, to, to London when I was in my, like, 1920 and all of a sudden i now need to be the person who is making decisions about okay so bills need to be paid i have no idea like what what is it to save so what is it to actually investment like what is investment like i only started thinking about investments in my late 30s and again it's because we don't really we don't really talk about these things and we are just always in that work mode work mode work 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 um and for me personally it's like it's only when I have like like now in the last few years when I've been thinking, I'll say, okay, so but what what is it working smart? Like what does that mean? But that doesn't mean that my 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 guardians, my uncle and aunts, they had successful businesses, but I never really even got the concept of what is it to actually run a, a, a business? What does that entail? You know, nothing of, of that information was passed on. And I think you you it's it's interesting because there is a bit of like protectiveness where money is concerned, oh, this is my money. But then if you're not there, then you're expected to kind of run with the, with the business, run with the show. And you have literally no idea how to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's interesting because I think you're, you're both right. Um, and um, as you said, similar to Zimbabwean families, I don't think we, well, my experience has been, I don't know now, mm -hmm. like no one really sits down and says, oh you know this is what's happening and particularly with inheritance right mm -hmm. so i know in um like developed the language we speak um I, i'm forgetting that there's a saying which basically says like you don't um it's almost taboo to be asking about you know what's going to happen with mm -hmm. inheritance and all mm -hmm. that stuff so you're told that you know you don't do that like when your parents are alive um, and it kind of breeds that thing where people don't know. But so there's two thoughts. Um, I think it's what, what sometimes what happens is I think it makes the grieving process much harder mm. when someone dies. That's that's already traumatic in itself. And then when the when people are disagreeing as to what's going to happen with you know and add to that the the extra children that also come when the the man has died. There, you're all in tears. You have a reason to cry even more because you realize that your father was out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, um, just kind of like to talking about um, sort of like just just the inheritance. But what about inheritance as a tool for generating wealth? Because you know, like other other cultures, yes, like they said, when someone dies, right? But actually, when someone dies, um there's you know there's there's life policies that are paid out mm -hmm. right and the children or whoever the beneficiaries get a lump sum that they didn't have before um perhaps the family home is paid off mm. um but it, it actually becomes an event a milestone event in families that mm. creates wealth mm. yeah 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 i mean that um 
I mean, that w w in my experience as a working as a as a financial advisor, a lot of the the Asian I use Asian when I say Asian, I mean the when I say Asian, I re I'm referring to uh, <laughs> the Southeast to... Asian. No, no, not Southeast Asian. So, oh. so Indian, Pakistani, right, right, right. Uh, Asian. Um, they more, and this is a, a generalization, but you will find that a lot of Asian, uh, wealthy Asians would rather take out an insurance policy as a means of transferring wealth mm. as opposed to um maybe they would rather contribute to a life insurance policy that will transfer wealth to their children right. as opposed to maybe having a fund that they like like those sort of policies are commonplace as means of transferring wealth over to their children so 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 to your point mm -hmm. yes there are a lot of people that that use that specifically as a tool that upon my death the different tools or instruments or policies yeah. or things that you can use, those are used as a means of, I'm going to pass this on to my children and they will use that to then, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit about, you know, you mentioned about insurance policy versus a fund. Like, you know, is that something that is, I don't know, I feel, is that more of a, like what, what, like what do you mean by that? Like as in putting money aside for, for the future, like what, what, how, how, explain. Yeah, yeah, well, okay, so just that, the way that you've explained it, right? So, so, so I, so you could contribute to, and I don't want to get too, too stuck in the weeds of it, right? But you could take out a savings or an investment policy of some kind, mm -hmm. and you will contribute to this investment and it will grow to, whatever amount it will grow to in the time that you're contributing to it and whatever it's invested into. And you will put into that, that at the time of my death, this investment should be dissolved and it should be distributed in such and such a way. Um, the, 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 the considerations that come into that is that it's, it's, it, it becomes a little bit more complicated because what is the money being invested into? What sort of assets is it going into? Stocks? Is it going into bonds? Is it going into? So it so it can it, it not that it becomes complicated, but just that you have to then make those decisions about how exactly the money is invested. Whereas an insurance policy is black and white. Um, this is the payout. This is the premium. I contribute this every month or every year, and when I die, as long as I don't die for A, B, C, D reasons, this yeah. is the money that my family is going to get simple it's it's it, there's no it 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 doesn't fluctuate it doesn't it it is it, it, it it's it it in more often than not it's not you know it, it it's not open to market conditions and all these yeah. other things yeah it's just it, it, it it's simple and it's straightforward more often than not not, not that all insurance policies are straightforward because there yeah. are different ways of building them but as a starting point a life insurance policy is very, very simple. This is the amount that is going to get paid when I die, and this is what I'm going to contribute. Um, but people have different perspectives. You know, people have different perspectives. I've had meetings with people that I said, maybe you should take out a life insurance policy, and their reaction was, 
yeah, well, I'm 40. If I contribute to this thing till I'm 80, I'm going to be contributing for 40 years and I'm not going to die. It's, it, it's just money that I'm throwing away. Yeah. Well, that's literally not how it works because if you die tomorrow, the policy will still pay out, right? So, but 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 then again, it, but 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 you see, the, the one of the strangest things which I'm I have I've yet to figure out is that there are so many people who know better or should know better, but don't do the thing. All these things that we're talking about, because there's so many different you know yeah. options and things to do, and and people don't do it, and I don't know. But is it, don't is know. it just because? Is it just because though sometimes you you know that okay this is what i need to do but sometimes you just don't, also don't have the means to do it do you know what i mean i think having the having financial literacy doesn't necessarily mean that um you're not doing it because you're doing it because you're not doing it because you're, you're not able to um to invest in something we're not able to to save you know, I think there's, there's different challenges. I think we had a bit of a discussion. Matt, Matt is, is disagreeing. No, 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 no. I'm saying basically there's a difference between financial literacy and financial capability. Yeah. So you may sure. be financially literate, but for whatever reason, you may not be capable, right? For, for different reasons, right? Um, mm. It could literally be, I mean, I'll give, well, this isn't like an inheritance example. Yeah. Um, just briefly, like one time, um, I was in a job for like less than two years, which had a really good pension. Um, but then I had the option of, because I was in, in service there for less than two years, mm -hmm. I had the option of getting a payout of my contribution so that they don't count it as a pension, so that I just get my money back, right? Um, what, did what I knew was the right thing to do was I should have left it because it was a really good pension, right? Yeah. But I was broke. So I was like, yo, no. So I was like, yo, I could do with this like two grand or whatever, right? So that's the, so I was under like financial pressure. But anyway, that's not an inheritance question. But I really do want us to, to but I, I, I think that's, that's the reality for a lot of people. Sometimes if you're under financial stress, you don't make the right decisions. So even with the life policies, right? You may think to yourself, oh, uh, 30 pounds a month. Oh, that's a bit, that's a bit expensive. But the way I look at it is like, it's like having a car. You pay insurance, it's, it's you know, and you don't get your money back. Um, but I do really want us to like uh, talk then about just the products, just so that in case someone is listening and they are starting to think about inheritance. So we talked about the life policies, right? Yeah. Um, so Tape, if you've got like more, I have a question. Can yeah. someone take up- Wait, wait, so wait. Before, before you ask your question, I think it's also important that we recognize that you can't not, look after yourself in the future so i think that should be the basis and having been somebody who has been at the how can i say it you know i when my mom dies um we, we we were left with a little bit of you know we had a lot of stuff to do financially um and i i, I and this is why it's important to for me to be financially stable because i'm thinking about i'm thinking ahead so when, when you say that when people are having to make um drastic decisions regarding your pension regarding um things like life insurance and yes i i understand the financial difficulties that 
we as we as people can can experience. But I think the fundamental thing is that we, we need to really focus and we need to think ahead because it's not just something that affects you as a person, it's something that's going to affect the rest of the, the whole generation. I think that is that is something that we really need to kind of really hold quite dear to, to us, you know. Yes, mess around with other things, but try and not mess around with things that are going to affect your future. Your question. Yeah. I, and, 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 yeah, and Nat, before I before I answer your question, which I will, I think that I think there's something, just several important things that I think need to be framed and put in the in in in, in the appropriate context. One is the issue of financial capability over financial literacy is is very true, and a lot of the topics that we're covering are 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 being spoken about. To a great extent from a position of privilege right because you need to be you need you, you need to have had something to give away to give to give to someone to even be having this conversation right so 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 that needs to be taken into consideration number one but number two and something that's probably you know the, the umbrella over all of this is that all of these conversations are coming from a position of assuming that the person that is amassing these assets, whatever they are, has any desire to pass these things on, right? right. Because yeah. I have had meetings with people who have said to me, where I've said to them, well, Mr. Client, if you were to die tomorrow, you know, where would that leave your kids? And they say to me, well, I'll be dead. I don't give a damn. <laughs> or they, or, or alternatively, they say, these things that I am doing or these, this wealth that I'm building is mine. I have educated the children. Nobody gave me anything. I'm not giving them anything. I've given them the education. They can now go and so, 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 so the start, so, so our entire conversation is starting from the assumption that the yeah. individual question cares to, cares yeah. to, to pass anything on. And in some instances, people don't know, or they don't care, or they don't want to, or I mean, they, they, or really, it's really not that big a deal. So if, if, if we put it into the context of this young lady, this lady that sent you this dilemma, and we put it into the context of policies and things that you can do, and our departure point, as you've asked, is somebody who's might be listening to this, let's preface it by saying somebody who's listening to this, who cares that they might be amassing assets or they may do so in the future yeah. and how can they protect those and pass those on to their spouse or their children. Mm -hmm. um, in the case of this dilemma, of it, it was clearly in the psyche of this lady's late father because he did take steps to put out, take out insurance policies yeah. or his children from his second marriage. Yeah. Um, the exclusion of the first child we can't speak on because we don't know the circumstances behind that. Um, but but there's something that I, I I've been thinking of that this the, what it reminds me of it or it makes me think of is and 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 it, it's it, it 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 it's similar but different which makes no sense. But I know about a story that happened here in Malawi where there was a gentleman who was married, who had a child, his wife passed away, he remarried. Uh, after his wife's passing, uh, amassed all these assets, had all this property, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then he died. Right? 
So he dies. His first wife is, is late. He has died as well. When the estate was being, so there was all this land and property that was, and the first child from the first marriage was completely cut out, completely, like none, right? So th there's several things. So for example, and, and, there's, and, and I'm not a lawyer, nor am I a legal expert, right? But for example, especially when it comes to land ownership or properties, um, there's something when you are purchasing a property, you can purchase it as an individual, you can point, purchase it as a joint tenant, or you can purchase it as tenants in common. And the differentiation between these three things is that if you purchase something as tenants in common, even if it's a husband and wife purchasing it, at the point of purchasing it, the total value of the property or the land is apportioned into shares. Yeah. Irrespective of who's paying for it. Right? Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that doesn't even come into play. It's yeah. just, so theoretically speaking, this gentleman, if he had put his first child as a shareholder mm -hmm. in all these things that he was building up at the time of his death, even if he was estranged from the wife or the wife had passed on, the yeah. child would have been entitled yeah. to a percentage of these assets that had, but a lot of people don't know that. And, and the only time that those sort of things normally come into play is normally when there's a divorce, because that's when people are starting to talk about, you know, whatever, yeah. but, but it also comes into play for children and as a way of passing on wealth because all those things can be liquidated. And if they get one pound for it, then every, this one gets their 10 pence, this one gets their 20 pence and, and, and all of that. Um, with regards, but I think the two main, the, 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 from my experience and from the way I understand things, you want to start a conversation about protecting people in the future and protecting your own assets mm -hmm. first from a will and then secondly from a trust mm -hmm. so and something that you should something that is in Malawi I don't know what it's like in the UK I don't know what it's like in Zimbabwe is that if you write a will before you get married the moment that you get married and if you don't change it everything that's in the will is null and void it doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't the moment you get married everything that's in there is like it's gone. Really? It's voided. So what you need to do is it, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No so, way. Yeah. So what you need to do is that any basically any will made before marriage is automatically canceled. So you wow. need to make a new will once you get married interesting i yes. didn't know this yes that's why it's very important to make a new will as soon as you get married now this is now yeah and i mean obviously this is also assuming that you had any money before you got married to one of the <laughs> you know most people are dirt very when, important. They get, when, when they get married but 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 the will is is it covers everything you know it, it there's no arguments when when there's a will um trusts are are even more trusts are even better so okay so this is the way that i look at it and this and from a malawian and african perspective and nat i'm sorry to, i'm bouncing all around but i'm trying to answer your question as oh, best as i can yeah. about 
the, the, the policies and the tools. You can create a will and the will is, you know, it's, it's essentially a record of your wishes mm -hmm. to happen, you know, after you're gone. The trust is essentially a legal entity. It's a, the trust is like a person and it's a legal entity that you have instructed to, to, to carry out certain things. And the, the, the trust can purchase properties, it can purchase assets, it can oh, have shares in businesses and, it's, it's, and, and the, the trust has beneficiaries. Um, and the tr how, and tr how, you, how you even just, I have no idea. How do you even open like a, a trust? You just go to a lawyer. Okay. You go to a lawyer and opening a trust is similar to opening a company. Right. Uh, in terms of the paperwork. So you, the same way that you would set up a company is that the, 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 the trust has essentially an owner mm -hmm. um, who is you. It has shareholders who are the beneficiaries. It right. has a managing director who's the executor uh, or the settler. It's called different things in different places. And you know, this MD is in charge of making sure that the wishes of the chairman are carried out as they wish. The beneficiaries are just shareholders. They're not directors. They're not board. They don't, they don't dictate what happens in the trust. So yeah. it's very, very similar to a company. A trust is, a trust is like a company. It's set up in the same way. So you, you go to a lawyer and you set up the trust. What happens, and the reason why there's a barrier a lot of times for trust is that people have a have the assumption because of phrases like trust fund babies or yeah. he inherited a trust that, oh, no, I can't have a trust because I don't have any money. That's the completely the wrong way to look at it. Anybody who has the ability or the access to should set up a trust as early as they can. Right. And then right. as they go along, add things to the trust. Um, so as in you can add your, your property to it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. You can, as you, if you own a house right now and then you set up a trust, the trust can purchase the property from you and then now right. goes and then now falls underneath the trust. And what that means is that essentially nobody can touch the belongings. That's the trust. Now, the reason that I bring that up and and again, from the Malawian perspective is that you, what you have is the patrilineal and the matrilineal system, right? So regardless of which one you're nodding, you're shaking your head. I don't know what that- No, means. no, I'm listening. I'm, it's interesting. Carry on. I say that to say, if, if you, okay. So if we talk about it from a traditional perspective and by traditional, I just mean any time before the colonizers got here, um, <laughs> Theoretically speaking, if you are in the patrilineal system and Nat and I get married, Nat leaves her village because I've paid Lobola and she comes and stays in my village and we have children and the children belong to me. Whatever chickens or goats that we've been able to, you know, scoop while we in the context of our marriage, essentially in the event of my passing, those things are transferred to the children, transferred to the children. Now you have to consider going back, there probably wasn't a lot to transfer anyway, but in the event that it does happen, you know, maybe it goes to the boys, right? It goes to the boys 
that have been, are born from this marriage because the girls have left to go and be married elsewhere. In the matrilineal system, I have gone to Nat's village mm -hmm. and all of the children that Nat and I have belong to her brothers, right? Um, her brothers are the ones that own the children. Mm -hmm. So if I'm the one who passes away, well, nobody cares. This guy just came around. Okay. If she's the one who passes away, after a while, there's probably going to be a conversation where somebody's going to be like, yo, Dwabe, you can bounce because the reason that you came, the reason that you were here is, is, is no longer here. And the children, because the, 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 the boys have also since left to go marry elsewhere. The elsewhere. And so between the girls and their uncles, whatever. So what has then confused all of these things and brings it all around and the challenges that we're now facing is that now everybody's moved to the city and to town and, and all these things have been confused because Nat and I might get married in the patrilineal system, but we're not actually living in my village. We're all in town and now the children are educated and everybody's getting educated. And, and these are the circumstances in, where, in which you have these dilemmas where the husband dies and then all these people from the village come and they start trying to grab assets and, and, stuff, yeah. and whatever. So that being a background and a context of the Malawian experience, wills and trusts remove all of this. There's no arguments. There's yeah. no, nobody's arguing. There's no, it, it doesn't even, you know. And then another layer after that, and again, I would still, I, I, I'm a very big advocate for trust, is that you can just take out policies. Mm -hmm. And I use the word policy as a blanket statement to say, you can take out an investment policy, you can take out a savings policy, you can take out a life insurance policy, you can take out a, a critical illness policy, which is, you know, you can, you know, you can take out a, a disability policy, all these things that are designed essentially as a way of passing on, if something happens to you, there's something there for, for, for everybody else. But again, if you, especially, I mean, you guys live in the UK, right? So you have to always take these kinds of things into consideration. If, you're, if you've got a portfolio and you've got a fund and there's houses in it and there's investments in it and all of these things at one point or another are subject to capital gains tax. Yeah. More often than not, a trust will mitigate a lot of those taxes because the way that the taxing of trusts, the way that they're treated in different jurisdictions and ju different places are treated completely different. But essentially, just put everything you have in a trust. Yeah, um, the best way to do it. Put everything you have in a trust, put all your kids in there, your, your kids, <laughs> your, your half kids, your, the kids <laughs> that nobody else knows about, shove them all in there. And then when, when the time comes, you should you 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 should be good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, what I wanted to yeah sorry, just um, talking about the trusting. This is a really good point because um, I don't know in 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 Malawi, um, but I think it's probably the same in different countries, but it'll be different thresholds. Like another thing, like in the UK. Um, so if you if your estate is more than is valued at more than three hundred and twenty-five thousand 
pounds uh, yeah. subject to inheritance tax, which is like 40 yeah. percent. And yeah, and the thing is, most people that own property, in some cases, the 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 value of the property will immediately mean that your estate can afford that. Yeah, it exceeds that for sure. Yeah, so like I'm glad you talked about trust because that's definitely one way of mitigating it. And another thing, that's why, um, I, so I was reading up that actually, so if if you're single, it's three twenty five, um, but if you're a couple, it goes up to six hundred and fifty, which no. is no, 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 it goes up to six hundred and fifty if you die. Yeah, because you pass. You pass on your three twenty-five to, to your spouse, yeah. who gets the six fifty, and then yeah, and and that's what okay. I wanted to point out that that's why for getting married still remains um, an advantage to some <laughs> <people> reasons. <laughs> for those reasons, it's yeah. <laughs> for those reasons, because if you're not if if then if you're not married and you know you, you yeah you're just like uh, together and but not. Um, observed as a couple, then the right. 25 will come. So this is a case for marriage. <laughs> what? Well, I, well, if that's if that's why you asked me on the podcast, you, that was a that's a whole different conversation. But um, yeah, I think the thing with you see the thing with those kinds of thresholds is that again, a lot of people don't know right you don't know and then when it comes time to valuing everything that's when you find that you were over the threshold and the reason why this is a this is a very relevant topic also especially for um people with dual citizenship or uh if you have a uk pass if you're a uk because okay so think about it this way um you if you live in South Africa, mm -hmm. but you also have assets in the UK. Your UK, the you, SA, South Africa will 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 tax you on will, will do an estate tax or an inheritance tax on your world assets wherever they're held. Everything gets bundled up in there. Similarly, because you're a UK passport holder, the Her Majesty's revenue. It's they're looking at what you have as well. So the the, the so so the, the the reason that so that's why they're back tax agreements and all those. But the reason why it's relevant is because you can be a British passport holder that lives outside of the UK. Yeah. But you are laid to rest in the UK, and they deem that as your final resting place, and they will tax you for inheritance tax, even if you didn't have anything there. So, 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 so it's very, very important to speak to somebody who knows about taxes because you can have a British passport, never lived. Well, obviously you have to live there to keep that, but you can have the passport, don't own anything there. Mm -hmm. 80 years you're living in Bulawayo, enjoying the sun, feeling nice. And then the day you die, they decide to take you back to the UK. Don't worry about it. They're coming for that six fifth. They're coming for all of it. So, but you know, so it's just very important to always know where you stand, which is why I'm glad. I mean, I, I don't know if you now want to get married to, so you can be in the six fifty, but it's important that you know I mean, those 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 kinds of things. But they could, or, and again, all those things are mitigated by a trust. 
And I think there's like, um, there's so much that, there's so much out there and it's just about knowing um, what you can get, what you're one entitled to, what you are at, you know, the whole, there's so, there's so much that I realized that, you know, even after talking about this episode that we're going to do. So I went in and I looked at my life, my critical care cover, looked at my life insurance. And one thing that I'll say is that these are things that are also coming through work. So these are things that are also terminated the moment I leave my, my work. So it really makes you think that, gosh, you know, it's really quite advisable to have something a little bit on on the outside as well and you know Nat and, and I were talking as well about having property and having like life assurance cover um, and all these things to ensure that if something happened to you then you 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 get um, a payout so that you, you people who you are leaving stuff to or, or not um, the, the mortgage is covered so there's just so much that is out there and there is an element that we as people need to kind of do a lot of digging, do a lot of reading and kind of re-empower each other. So it's been really good having you on just to kind of open our minds to things like trust funds. And, you know, I always thought that trust funds was just for, I felt like it was very almost suburban white thing, you know, yeah. really, it felt very far from me. Um, but you think that, oh, you know what, this is something that I can do. It's, I think it's very enlightening. So thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's something that you can do and something that you should do and something that, with all due respect, the white suburban people don't need as much as we do. Yeah. Because they're they're gonna be all right. We 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 one generation making a bad making one mistake can wipe out I mean literally hundreds of people uh, yeah. with a knock-on effect because of the way that our communities organize themselves. And you know what? I, what I was just gonna say, you know, off the back of, of you saying that, and, and and what Nat had said earlier was that I was recently told the story, and 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 it's so relevant because these people weren't necessarily very wealthy. I mean, there was there was things there, but it, it's it's just an example that I have in my mind about how we should be approaching these things from a day to day basis. And and before I tell that story, I just wanted to say that the most important thing when it comes to organizing one's finances is getting a clear understanding of what exactly your goals are yeah uh, getting a perspective and and some of these things can be very very complicated um and uh, if they are complicated you can reach out to me and i can help you uncomplicate them but in the event that you can't reach out to me um there are there are a lot of well-intentioned financial advisors out there that can help you frame this in a more realistic way. But once you realize what exactly it is that your goals are, you can set steps. And I'm glad that you bring up the issue of, um, of, of job-related benefits because there are a lot of people who feel like they're going to work forever or work at a certain place forever. And a lot of the perks that they're getting are linked to that job. And if COVID has shown us anything, is that anything can change overnight. Um, and there's, there's need now more than ever to protect yourself. And and I think that because of certain mental attitude blocks that we create in our heads about, oh, this is only for rich people, we mm. fail to start. Yeah. Whereas the most important thing about investments, life insurance policies, trusts, any of these things is discipline. It's not amounts, it's the discipline, because mm. it's hard. 
Cause you know, you heard, you heard Nat, she got that 2000. Can you imagine? Blowing money fast. But, but it's, it's the, 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 the discipline is harder than the amount. So if you can part That's with- the Discipline is harder than the amount. Yeah, if you can part with five pounds every single month, when your income grows and the five pounds become 15 pounds, the discipline is already there. So it's not a thing. Mm. You know, but the discipline is hard at the beginning. So, you know, if you can find a policy that works for you, that is designed for you and is relevant to your circumstances, start small. Mm. Don't worry about it. Mm. Not going anywhere. Start small. As your incomes increase, because now, mm. not to assume your late your ages, ladies, your income put your earning potential is only going to grow at this phase, right? So the amounts that you can save will only go up. And then, you know, and, and then that'll happen. But the story that I heard was there was a man, a gentleman who was engaged to be married to this lady and they had a child. So they had a child, they weren't married, they were engaged and he died suddenly. And the husband and the, 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 the two couple, the couple, the two couples, the couple, had some businesses that they had been doing together, right? And upon his death, you know, some money came in, right? So the guy's gone, the money, and then the 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 the, the extended family members found out that this lady got some money. Oh. And they were like, oh, whoa, 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 skirt, wait, hold on. That was our this th that was his money and she was like no that that's mine but that's mine like me and him we were and they were like no you you wouldn't have even been able to do a b c d if it wasn't for you know now short story long is that they weren't married legal le legally but traditionally they were but legally they weren't and what, 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 and this, that, and the third. Needless to say, the whole thing has gotten into this long, drawn out, ugly courts related thing where now people are trying to argue about who's entitled to what, but their children and by virtue of her being the mother and what, and what, and what, and what, and what, and what, and what. This is a real life example. These people, these people weren't old. You know, the child in, in question isn't old. This isn't even a teenager. So, there's a lot of things that can be done because there are a lot of people our ages that are finding themselves in situations that they could have avoided if so they had just so to sum up just to kind of re kind of put it bring it all together way inheritance taxes concerns gets married i guess ha. <laughs> are there lots of single men in malawi there are a boatload of single men in Malawi. I, they, they, you, man, look, there's, I don't know if there are a lot of good single men in Malawi, but if, if the prerequisite is, is single, I have, I have 21, I have 21 cousins on my mom's side. You, I could, I'll send you a list. Wow. You can, you, you can wow. just, you can <laughs> 21, that's a lot. Okay. So, Inher look, look, basically, so inheritance tax to avoid it, trust fund is, 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 the, is the best way to kind of really mitigate trust. The, a trust. A trust fund is something different. A trust. So a trust, which you can get through, like you can just go to a lawyer and they can organize that for you.
Um, and then in regards to getting cover, so life insurance, all these other things, try and do something outside work because yes. you know you want to have something that's going to carry you over even when you're not working at that particular place. Um, and what else? What other things did you get, Nat? So we talked about wills as well. Wills, um, yeah. Yeah, and I think just the importance of having a will. Um, mm, yeah. uh, one thing, I, I know we don't have time, but just to sort of say, um, I know like writing a will is a bit daunting, but it's very easy to do. And mm. another thing that I didn't know is actually like the people that witness you signing shouldn't be beneficiaries of your will. Mm. So right. that's one. And then another thing that I just wanted to say quickly, because we talked about work, is that yes, it is important to have something outside of work, but actually even with work, um, you know, like in, I, I don't know, like in different countries, I know like in the UK, there is like death in service. So if you die when you're working, like there's a payout that will, that, you know, will go to your people. But a lot of people sometimes omit to complete the expression of will, which actually says who your beneficiary will be. Um, so it's just doing that little thing, like, you know, just going to work and just checking if they have the details and it just makes everyone's life easier. Yeah. Because um, you're right, you know, and it's funny that you, you, you mentioned that expression of will form because it's something uh, in my work that you sign at the initial, when you're starting there. So it's a, a whole pile of paperwork. So you get to sign it and then it stays with, with HR, but then things again change. So it's also about making sure you update you know, maybe when you started the job, you're very grateful to so-and-so who helped you and you're like, oh, this is a person who should get it. And then circumstances change, you know, you have a family or you have another family. Um, it's important to always just make sure you update those details as well. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, and another thing just to keep in mind is that gifts that are given in a will mm -hmm. are revoked upon divorce. So if, 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 if we were married and while we were married, I made a will and the will said, when, you know, when I die, Nat is going to get my collection of Liverpool football jerseys mm -hmm. and then we get divorced, mm -hmm. all that, all the gifts that were given in the will at the time of the marriage upon divorce are revoked. Oh. Okay. okay. So it kind of so, offsets the whole, um, Will before marriage thing as well. Exactly. So yeah. So it it's 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 yeah. But did you realize that there's a theme? <laughs> oh, nah. the, I mean, the, take it away. You never gave an example of being married to God. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, 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 did I, I actually did notice that. Yeah, I I only did it because I didn't know how to say her name, so that's on her. That's got nothing to do with me. Oh, I mean, thank you for hurting my feelings. Okay. I, that was, that was, and also, no, but the last thing that I will say is speak to a financial advisor. One that will meet you for free, because that's not the same thing. Uh, a lot of people will charge you just to walk through the door and the advice might not even be that good. Um, meet somebody who will at least do an initial consultation with you for free. Mm. They'll do something with you that's called a, it's just called a fact find. It's just, it just helps you map out where you're at, what you need, where you're going. Those, those are, those, those are industry standard things. Find somebody who 
know something about what they're talking about, who won't charge you for that. Um, and then, you know, take it from there. If you, if you can't afford, if you don't have the means is what I mean. Like, you know, yeah. you can, you can find, but, but just being able to map it out because it can feel a bit daunting, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, for sure. But yeah. Thank Not you so great. much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you much for your time. Yeah. And obviously, this has been like the focus has been on inheritance. Um, but I, I it sounds like they, there's an opportunity to have like a proper like money episode. So yeah. Talk about just the basics and, and investments, savings, yeah. and all that stuff. And even yeah. I think saving is something that we we really need to kind of gets down to to a t because it's something that if we don't do how can you then teach the next person we were i wasn't taught how, like I, I know i moan a lot but i wasn't taught how to save and it's only when i'm a lot older that i realize the importance of saving the balancing things and about not always kind of getting what i want but making sure that there's something there you know and i think we always we've had a bit of a conversation you and I night about um, you know do you say what do you spend so I think it's that balance and learning about that gets into that equilibrium so I think you're right I think there is an element that we do need to kind of come back and have a wider discussion on finances and stuff so I, it would be my pleasure to come back and hey and have a and, and have a money talk and uh, and I think to the last thing I will say, because we started by speaking about this dilemma, is that I think that I think that that young lady should absolutely reach out to uh, to the mom, and um, and I I I'm a strong believer that you know if you treat people well and you love them long enough, they have to give you something good back. So if the relationship is good, then 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 she should be able to get something of her father's, and, and yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, Topper, where can people find you? Oh, wait, is this the part where I plug? Or, oh, okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter um, at Dwapem Dila, T W A P E M T I L A, um, all one word. Uh, and that's on all of my socials. So, Instagram, Twitter, um, and you can search. Drop is podcast on I'm I'm on all the platforms anywhere that you get your pods. Please uh have a listen to my podcast and then and then tell me what you think because I, I only do the podcast for people to reach out to me. So if if I put out a podcast and nobody's tweeting me, then I'm like, that was that was um, that, yeah, because because I don't I, I I don't know it all. I don't I I don't I don't know very much. I so it it's more to do with I'm putting out the way I see things into the world. Tell me how you what how you see it, and then through that dialogue, you know, let's not rob each other of a human experience. Maybe I can learn and become a more evolved human being, and then I can rebrand my podcast and I can have a nice title like yours, and then you know I can then I can yeah sail yeah. to your heights. No, no, no. What what I'm gonna what we're gonna do is uh, put um, links to your social media and to your podcast you. in our description everywhere. But I, what what I was gonna say, which may end up being a separate podcast in itself, is 
sometimes um, not getting engagement doesn't mean people aren't enjoying it. So, but that's another sort of like content thing we can talk about because actually yeah. it's only a small percentage of people that engage um, online. Because a lot of people sometimes they listen to podcasts, they're you know doing their thing, and they just don't have time to to log into log onto Twitter. Yeah. Okay, I get you. No, no, no. I I think all I mean is that for anybody who listens to my podcast, I don't want it to ever come off as uh, I'm preaching. It's just. It, if if you are if you've heard it and it stimulated a conversation in your own mind, then mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you're doing great work. I enjoy your podcast. So Thank you very much. yeah, I just didn't want you to think like, oh, you know, um, that you're not you're not doing bits. No, as, as the UK kids say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I am doing bits. I, I am, I am. But I think I think that I, and and again, thank you guys for having me on. There's there's a there's a mirror image of our of our podcast here because a lot of Malawians that are in the in in the diaspora listen to my podcast and say, "Oh man, we're so far away from home, but it's so good to hear somebody who's at home talking about what's going on over there." Whereas yours, there are people maybe in Zimbabwe, you know. So it's kind of like a yeah. yeah, and and hopefully you know we can you know have closer relations relations between Zimbabweans and Malawians, <laughs> perhaps through marriage. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> before Natasha goes wild even further, we shall end. So, guys, catch us on on all our on, on socials where we are Twitter, we're at Nat Gallen Skies, Instagram, Gallen Skies, Facebook, Gal in Skies Podcast, YouTube, Gallen Skies. And that's it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Follow us on social media, guys. And thank you so much to Topler. This has been great. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And where can people find you, Matt? Oh, at Malaika Diva on Twitter. And Instagram? I just have Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, awesome. Thank you, guys. And where can people find you? Twitter or the MC? Yes, great. Thank you so. Oh, are you, um, oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. The three things. Did I meet Adele? Did I do hundred k in August, or did I subscribe to an OnlyFans? Listen, there is no Adele you're meeting. Hmm? Wait, no. wait. With Corona. So, so what am I answering? The, which I have to pick the one that. Which one was the lie? Yeah. <laughs> Adele or hundred k walk run in month of august i mean see the thing with only fans now is that it's taken this other connotation but there's other uses for that platform i don't i i don't know okay no i just mean that there's other you know i i'm just gonna get ahead of this thing and say that i think that you subscribing to an only fans is an absolute lie you would never do such a thing golly i mean all i know is that there's coronavirus People like Adele, Rihanna are canceling shows, so there is no way you met her with your group of friends. I'm your group of friends. Okay, so the lie, so the lie is there is Adele. So you you have an OnlyFans. In closing, the lie is Adele. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>